0: Around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I'll
1: praise the Lord and keep the faith.
0: Sipping my macchiato, gotta get my cream
1: up. i do this for Christ, boy. This ain't for the culture.
0: Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, you can follow me on social media at mbills314. You can also send your emails to media 314 at gmail.com. This is episode number 105, I believe. Yeah, 105. <laughs> and part six of Racism in the Church the sixth and final episode on this series of racism in the church and since we've been doing this series we have been learning a lot Uh, ranging from where all the colors in the world came from from uh, not allowing racism to become a burden to believers choosing one political affiliation over another To a plethora of different things and I believe that one of the main things that we learned I know one of the main things that I've learned since I've been studying it was how the church sanctioned slavery and that if the church never would have sanctioned slavery then I believe that it never would have persisted in the United States of America why do I believe that you say well because the Bible says that we are the light of the world the bible also says that we are the salt of the earth salt preserves right so if the preachers of old when their foolishness of slavery and mistreatment of black people came to the doorsteps of the church if the preacher would have said that is ungodly devilish and against the will of God, we will not partake in that. I believe that it would have stopped right there. I believe some workings would have been trying to get it done, but I believe that once the church, if the church would have joined together, especially the white section of the church, if they would have band together and say, this is ungodly, we're not going to allow this, period. I believe it wouldn't happen. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case you know they join forces with the slave owners and slave masters and Um, And it still persists in our country and in our world today. It's one of the main reasons why I wanted to talk about racism in the church on this podcast. Now, first of all, I want to shout out all my people in Nigeria right now, whether you guys know it or not. You might see a hashtag that's been floating around the Internet that says and SARS. And that's not talking about a disease. SARS is referring to the special anti robbery squad special anti-robbery squad. It is a notoriously abusive arm of the police. Now, isn't that something? While Americans over here fighting against police brutality against black people, our brothers and sisters over in Nigeria seem to be fighting against the same thing. So it's happening all over the world, not just in the United States of America. Now a little info on SARS because I want you to pray about this. I want you to pray for the people of Nigeria. I want you to intercede for the people of Nigeria like I've been doing because it is our responsibility to pray and do whatever we can do to assist them. Just like when we go through our things here, you know, our brothers and sisters over there do what they can to assist us. So here's a little information on the SARS situation and why it's getting out of hand now. The massacre at Lakey, I pray I'm pronouncing that right if not forgive me. The massacre at Leakey punctuated more than two weeks of protest of police brutality in Nigeria. The hashtag in SARS began, trending again on social media on october the 4th the immediate trigger was a video that showed a sars police officer shooting a young motorist in delta state then pushing his body out of the car and driving off with the dead man's Lexus SUV. Within days, crowds of young people gathered in Nigerian cities to demand the abolition of SARS. This year's protests follow on previous activism and government announcements that SARS would be demobilized in 2014, 2015, and 2017. And yet, SARS officers continue to act with impunity, committing armed robberies, rapes, and other acts of torture, and extrajudicial killings like the one in Delta State. On October the 11th, leaders announced that SARS would be disbanded, but crowds of protesters grew bigger, even in the face of violence and intimidation. Since the protests began, estimates are that at least 100 individuals have lost their lives, 48 of whom were killed on Black Tuesday alone so father we pray in the name of jesus that you will cover the people of nigeria during this time we loose angels to go forth to be encamped around about the people of nigeria and father god we pray for deliverance of those people and the dismantling of the sars police unit in jesus name amen so all my brothers and sisters in nigeria keep your head up We're praying with you, praying for you. Keep fighting and continue to stand against injustice. So I just wanted to pray for them before we got into the remainder of this episode, because it's a lot going on in the world. And really what I want to talk to you all about today is just simply just want to give my final thoughts on racism in the church. Since we're wrapping up this series, because as you all know, November 3rd, we are voting and will be electing or re-electing a president of the United States of America. And it's just been a full mess, (laughs) to say the least. It's been a full mess from the debates to whatever have you. It's been a mess. And like I said in this series is that when you discuss politics in church or, or once you pick a side in church, it becomes or it is inherently divisive and there is no other way around it. It is inherently divisive. I can't tell you how many prominent ministries I had to unfollow because of their stance on this presidency. Now when I say their stance, it doesn't mean that we all have a right to choose. So it's not so much of them voting for who they wanna vote for. My issue is the condemnation that comes forth with your decision, meaning that you decide that you wanna vote for this person. And so you're saying that if you don't vote for this individual then you're not of God or if you're not for the Republican Party then you know you're not of God so to be black and to be a Christian is very peculiar in this season so it's the statements like that that bothers me it's statements ungodly statements like that that are unscriptural and Let's go to James chapter 3. I'm going to show you why it's so important, especially as a minister of the gospel or a leader. When you are a leader, when you are a pastor, when you are a teacher of the gospel, we have a major responsibility. And I'm going to show you how major it is. James chapter 3. Look at verse 1. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation you may be reading out of a different translation but it's all good because we still gonna end up in the same place so check this out verse one it says dear brothers and sisters not many of you should become teachers not many of you should become teachers in the church for we who teach will be judged more strictly indeed we all make many mistakes For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. This scripture says is that if you're a teacher of the gospel, if you're a preacher, if you whether you're licensed, not whatever, if you decide if you're responsible for preaching the gospel to people, he's saying that we will be judged more strictly so that means to me that means that we have a major responsibility major responsibility and so major where the apostle Paul said where where James said not many of you should even become teachers because if you become a teacher in the church you will be judged more strictly know that and he says if we could control our tongue. see it all starts with the tongue because you need your tongue in order to preach so I want you to think about all the people If you are telling people that you're responsible for or people that you have influence over in the body of Christ because I'm talking about specifically preachers in the body of Christ I'm not talking about other religions I'm not talking about anything else I'm talking about the church not talking about people in the world we're talking about people in the church the body of Christ if you are using your platform and you are when it comes to politics, you are telling people who they should vote for. And not only that, if they don't vote for this particular individual, then I heard one preacher say that if you vote for, and I'll just say it if you vote for President Biden, you are an accomplice to murder. Now, that's what he said. I heard a preacher of the gospel say this, white preacher of the gospel. He says that if you vote for President Biden, you are an accomplice to murder. He said that out of his lips. And you don't think we have a problem? James chapter three, verse one again, dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church for we who teach will be judged more strictly let's go to the book of Romans chapter 14 look at verse 10 it says why do you condemn another believer why do you look down on another believer remember we will all stand before the judgment seat of God for the scriptures say as surely as I live says the Lord every knee will bend to me and every tongue will declare allegiance to God yes verse 12 yes each of us will give a personal account to God So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble or fall. He says, why do you condemn another believer? Why are you condemning another believer for not doing what you feel like they should do? That's an issue for me. And that's an issue for God. And if it's an issue for God, it should be an issue for all of us. And you know the reason why you're condemning It's because of something called white supremacy. I'm going to read an article to you by author Robert P. Jones. He is the founder and CEO of PRRI and the author of White Too Long, The Legacy of White Supremacy in American Christianity. This is a white man who grew up in church, who studied theology and so forth. A white man, a black man didn't write this article, a white man wrote it. I'm just going to read a brief summary of this to you. It says, for more than two decades, I've studied the attitudes of religiously affiliated Americans across the country and year over year, in question after question, in public opinion polls, a clear pattern has emerged. White Christians are consistently more likely than whites who are religiously unaffiliated to deny the existence of structural racism.
1: Hey yo, you shaking it out with the one and only K.I.D., the Kid Capri. And you were listening to Macchiato's Music and Scriptures podcast with Martinez, making it happen. Yo, Martinez, you know what to do, man. Make sure you deliver it, all right? Take him on out of here, kid. One. One.
0: One. Oh.
1: Look, I hit nail. Told her send me something. Mellow on the loop. When the devil out here busy, angels usually follow suit. We need protection. If the inception is evil, then the insurrection is highly inevitable. That whole like auto-correction. Be weary when you see oppression disguised as progression. The spirit told me use discernment and a smith and wesson. At my discretion, practice heavy self-reflection. Avoid self-deception. If you lost, get redirection. Don't make exceptions I know it's complex in this world When you got darker complexion We on the same page I seen that pic they had of Malcolm Staring at the window While he gripped a shoddy Thinking I'm probably in the same phase Yeah, you know, willing to die for truth But I got baby fat and sage And Nella will probably be induced In a couple of days Hell, I done broke it down a couple ways But demons that run up on the tribe Can get a couple graves Ooh, Gotta bury all these devils but don't go weary and well-doing while still carrying all these shells. You know the vibes. Big cat burner, racks earner. Spirit of Oku, the noble ET, and Nat Turner. Blended properly while colonizers spread hypocrisy across the colonies. I'm leaning on the prophecy that was given to me. Vision planted in them help you see that he is risen through me. A hero amongst the placebo and fake Christian goofies who really only honor capitalism. And hell, they do that loosely. Kinfo, listen to me. This world get raw, is sushi when you look inside. A plethora of people walking dead, they just look alive. It's insanity, political vanity, completely out of touch with humanity. Look at the pandering, speakers of Mandarin, and Klansmen extort Niger in the name of Christianity. I'm an Igbo boy, watch how you handle me. It's hella crucial in my homeland. No man should ever protest peacefully and be slaughtered on their own land. Buhari should repent for propaganda peddling. If you think Trump was chosen by God, then you you devilish. Can't understand when folks they choose the lesser evil. But that just make you extra evil. I'm a special creature. Y'all done made me wrestle with them. You can't finesse a demon. I need strength when my flesh is weakened. I'm trying to be a beacon. Hope you see the light. If you don't, then you can't see me right. Can't wait for the melanated to reunite. Because we where they get all they flavor and seasonings, reasoning, cure for diseases, but they don't teach us it. Got so much more to say. Yeah. But that's enough for today. This concludes side A. Please flip to side B.
0: They deny it. He's saying white believers, quote unquote, in church are more likely to deny the existence of structural or systematic racism more than those white people who are not even in church. Surveys conducted by PRRI in 2018 found that white Christians including evangelical Protestants, mainline Protestants and Catholics and Catholics are nearly twice as likely as religiously unaffiliated whites to say the killings of black men by police are isolated incidents rather than part of a pattern of how police treat African Americans. Now, this is a white man who wrote this article. So if it was a black man who wrote it, most people would say, oh, well, you know, well he should feel that way. But no, no, this is a white man who's writing this article. Now he's done polls, he did statistics, he studied, he's researched this just confirms what we've been talking about all five of these episodes on racism in the church it's showing the responsibility of the church look at how we take on moral responsibility we're more likely to believe this other than those in the world isn't that sad it should make you say it last party says and white christians are about 30 percentage points more likely to say monuments to confederate soldiers are symbols of southern pride rather than symbols of racism white christians are also about 20 percentage points more likely to disagree with this statement this is the statement generations of slavery and discrimination have created conditions that make it difficult for blacks to work their way out of the lower class. And these trends generally persist even in the wake of the recent protests for racial justice. Wow. Now that's talking about white Christians, so I don't want you to get offended if you are listening to me and you are a white believer if this doesn't apply to you there's no sense of you getting upset if you are offended by what i'm saying then that means that it applies to you obviously it's not talking about all white christians because i know some white christians and they don't act this way they believe in white supremacy they understand the issue that we're fighting they understand that the church is divided Especially during this political season they understand that and you know what the issue is with the Lord the Bible says love your neighbor as yourself so if I'm black and you're white but we are in the same body the body of Christ we both have made Jesus Christ the Lord of our lives I'm not only your brother I'm your neighbor and if I'm your neighbor if your neighbor is hurt if your neighbor is is telling you what's bothering him if your neighbor feels a certain way your responsibility as my brother or sister is to love because you have to put yourself in the position of your neighbor and you have to put yourself in a position and say if that was me how would i want to be treated how would i want people to react to what's going on so the issue is a love issue but the scripture already tells us that if you're doing Whatever you want to do, you feeding the poor, you speaking in tongues, whatever. And according to 1 Corinthians 13, he says, if you don't have love, you're just a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. Love conquers all. And for you to not listen to your neighbor, your black neighbor, your black brother and sister, when all the evidence is being presented, but you're choosing to try to use common sense or to try to use Some ungodly method to, you know, say this doesn't exist is foolish. It's ungodly and it's downright demonic. So that's the issue. It's a love issue. You think it's a political issue. It's not. It's a love issue. You don't love your neighbor. You love a neighbor that looks like you. You don't love your neighbor. And the scripture clearly tells you that that's the first and greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and to do what? love your neighbor as yourself so a lot of white believers are not loving their black brothers and sisters as themselves because if they did the world I believe would be in a much better place how can the world come and get help from the church where when they where when they come to the church we are just as divided as they are in the world we're Jess is divided on politics and we we don't tend to have the unity that we that the word of God says we should have. The Bible says Jesus is coming back for a church that is without spot, without wrinkle. He said that he's given us the fivefold ministry gifts, the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the evangelist and the teacher for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edification of the body of Christ. The Scripture says in Ephesians 4, He gave us those, so that we can all come into the unity of the faith. That's not happening. And I believe that that's one of the reasons why Jesus hasn't came back yet. I believe that that's why He's tearing His coming because the church has to be on one accord. We're not on one accord. Racism is persisting because the church is allowing it till this day, 2020. We're still allowing it. Now, of course, you see the black portion of the church isn't allowing it. We fighting. You know, we're uncovering scriptures. we we have to reteach things. We're we're, you know, doing what I'm doing now. Speaking against it, preaching against it. In hopes of that our white brothers and sisters will listen and hear and understand. that, yo, this is ungodly. This was never right. We need to put an end to this. And there and I thank God for the white pastors who are standing and doing the work of the Lord in that regard. If they're putting aside their privilege or whatever that may be to say no i am a believer first and this is my brother these are my brothers and sisters that the world is persecuting and i'm not gonna stand for because of the color of their skin we are one body in the scripture says so november 3rd we have an election we have president donald trump the current president we have former vice president joe Biden. you only got those two You know what I'm saying? One of those two gentlemen will be uh, either one will be reelected or one will be elected. I'm going to share this with you. Regardless of who gets in the White House, Jesus is still on the throne. Our responsibility is to him, not to a man in the White House. Understand that first. Our responsibility is to pray for our government, our officials and all those who are in positions of authority. gotta pray for them because we're in this country so really honestly whoever gets in the white house you want them to win because them winning will will means that we win you understand what i'm saying but me personally i don't want a leader that condones white supremacy that condones hate openly condones or not you understand there are some things you can do secretly in your heart that i may not be aware of and you could fool me but if you're openly telling me something, then I have a responsibility to say, no, that's not right and I don't want that. So, I don't know. And you already know, I, I can't tell you who to vote for. All that I can tell you is to vote your your passion. And I also say that if you have such a strong conviction where you feel like you don't, you don't trust either candidate or you don't feel comfortable with neither candidate, I, I will write in somebody. Or, just skip over that portion, Because there are other things on the ballot that you need to vote for in your own individual state. It's not just the president you're voting for in this election. You have other propositions and other things that you need to vote for. So I'm using my my platform responsibly, and I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. I'm going to always tell you to be led by the Spirit of God. And if, if you feel led in your spirit or you don't feel comfortable with choosing either one, you have that right. Don't let no one condemn you. Oh, you got to pick one or the other. Well, if I I don't feel comfortable with neither one, what are you saying? I got to choose pick the lesser of two evils? You ain't got to do that. You don't, folks. But you do need to vote because there are other things on that ballot that you need to vote for. I'm just specifically talking about the president portion. Because either way, whoever gets in there, you have a responsibility to pray for them. We have a responsibility pray for them. We want white supremacy dismantled. And I thank God that he's raising up a people that are going to do wonders in this nation. People of color I'm referring to specifically. God is going to take what the world seems as foolish. God says he will take the foolish things in the world to confound the wise. So hey, if the world sees people of color foolish or whatever the case may be. God is about to show up and show out because we are not foolish by no means. But if you think that's the case, oh, they don't got no sense. Oh, they, yeah, well, God's about to show you. And let me tell you something. When God opens the door, when God puts a man or a woman up, there is no demon in hell that can tear it down or destroy it. Not a single one. But I'm praying for love and unity in the body of Christ because that's what we need. If we want to move forward, you want to win, we want to win the world. We first got to be, <laughs> we got to love each other. Just keep your eyes open. I pray for protection of everyone in the name of Jesus. I know that everyone's been talking about, oh, you know, when this election ends, it's going to be havoc. Uh-uh. We come against all havoc, all of that. Proud boys, whatever, boy, whatever. I don't care what boy it is. I'm not going to be... Oh, I, gotta, I gotta go get a gun because uh-uh, I'm not living in fear and, I, and I'm not finna be walking around I'm just not there's a certain things I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna allow the world to fool me into doing but we have authority and power over all the ability of the enemy and it's all being worked by the enemy so if that's the case it's not i can see on the outside we're fighting the enemy you can't see in this satan and if he's running it i have authority over him so i bind every demonic spirit that will try to operate through any political force or through anyone who has hate in their heart towards a racial group i bind it in jesus name because i got the authority you have that authority if you are a believer in christ so stand tall stand firm in your authority And love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we are also going to love our neighbor as ourselves. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share this with your family and friends. Remember, you can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on social media at mbills314. You can also send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Remember these words from the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 4, latter verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out.